This episode is brought to you by Big Things Crewing. Big Things Crewing is a company that I started uh, late 2019, so we're a new company, and we offer coaching and training plans for folks, as well as pacing and or crewing for your ultramarathon or your own personal adventure. I know a lot of races are canceled this year. Um, There's going to be a lot of Nolan's 14 attempts out where I live, out in my neck of the woods. Uh, We may have to change the name of our company to Big Nolan's Things Crewing or something. Nah, that's no good. Um, Yeah, lots of Nolan's attempts this year, and I can't wait. I love that line out in the Swatch range. And I have been familiar and intimate with it off and on for the last probably five, six years. And looking forward to getting out there and uh, helping people achieve their dreams. Um, So give us a shout. You can find us at big-things-crewing.com. And... Give us a shout. Let us know if you need help getting to the start line or you need help getting to the finish line. We uh, we can offer services for both. We got your back. We're there for you. Um, what else? Uh, I have a really great guest for you today. Her name is Jessica Garcia. She lives in Wisconsin and she is an ultramarathon runner that is dealing with injury. Think that's pretty common in the ultramarathon world, and so we just kind of get into uh, her experiences with that—not being able to run due to injury, and and what we do to rehab and prevent injury altogether. So um, I have a great conversation lined up for you guys today, and I hope you guys dig it. What else is good with you guys? Um, let me know. Give me a shout. Do you guys have big things that you're doing in your life? I'd like to hear about them. They inspire me. I feel like I need inspiration in my life from time to time to get me off the couch and to get me moving. And uh, so I want to hear your stories. What are you doing since all the races are canceled? I would like to know. Give me a shout big-things-crewing.com and what else are you guys up to um you know i've just been hanging out watching really trashy tv and trying to get outside as much as possible uh the trails are still packed i mean i'm talking trailheads that are you know kind of out there where not a lot of people go normally there's two or three cars that cars there at the trailhead man there's like 20 30 cars at these little trailheads now like everybody is outside i think it's fantastic i mean i hear that um alcoholism is up drug use is up um abuse at home is up you know, and, and that's the stuff that I hear about, that people talk about. But I also see that more and more people are outside than ever. 
More people are running. More people are biking. More people are walking their dogs. I bet you dogs are more tired than ever since uh, the COVID-19 outbreaks. I think dogs are more fit than they've ever been. You know, I think I'm going to start pacing dogs for their races. Um, All these dogs are super fit, man. Is your dog fit? I'd like to hear from your dog. Give me a shout. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So hopefully everything's good with you guys. I'm a little bit late this week with dropping this episode. But I've got some great conversations lined up uh, for the future, and I'm looking forward to them. Um, Yeah, I guess that's about all I got for you guys today. With that, I would like to introduce you to Jessica Garcia. Life is short. Do big things. Hello. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Jessica. Hi. How are you? Okay. Do I need to leave this on um, speakerphone? Or wait. Um, <laughs> it's on speakerphone. Is that normal? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Can you hear me well? I can. Can you hear me? I can. <laughs> check. Check. One, two, three. <laughs> yep it works we're good <laughs> perfect awesome i know modern technology this is crazy <laughs> wow <laughs> i should probably do more how are you i'm all right how are you doing i'm good good, good. life is good awesome sunny day in colorado uh, <laughs> i did some yoga in the sun this morning and i cut a bunch of tree branches and um might get out for a run or a bike ride or something later yeah life is good how about you that sounds amazing um so I'm actually kind of injured um but it's weird uh so I walked 13 miles today so that was kind of fun not really but fun (laughs) what's that that must have taken yeah, it was about three three hours. Um, I did some running, well, a little bit of run walk stuff, but I have um I have a hip impingement right now, so that's been fun. Um, do you know how it happened, or have you been to a doctor and been proper yeah. diagnosed, or what's yeah, going on? Yeah, so I have been seeing a chiropractor and I've been seeing a PT, and. Okay. Basically, just the way my hips are formed, uh, like the joint is, I don't know, stuff is rubbing wrong. And yeah, in order to fix it, we either do surgery or um, strengthen supporting muscles. So yeah, that's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I haven't I haven't really been able to run since late April. April? Yeah, the end of April. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Did did something happen like all at once or did you fall down or is this just uh, a no. natural slowly no. occurring? So this is part of a five year injury loop, I guess. Um, I had issues with this 
gosh, when I was training for kettle years ago. Um, and then again, when I was training for ice age. So I, I guess I just didn't catch it in the right way. Like a bunch of misdiagnosis happened and finally I feel like we're on the right path. So that's good. But no, it was just like, I feel like speed work kind of trips it up. And if I'm running a lot of miles, it kind of like irritates things. And eventually it's just like, I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. It's the craziest thing, but yeah. So I've been working on that. (laughs) So what kinds of things uh, are you doing from day to day to try and strengthen yourself up? And I'm Um, guessing surgery is probably the last resort. Yeah. So yeah, the PT that I have, his name is Spencer and he's actually really great. Like uh, insurance doesn't cover him or anything because he wants to like really give the best care that he can and he doesn't want to be limited by insurance. So it's like all out of pocket, but like I spend a good hour with him every time. And like, we go over different exercises. He, he goes over lifting techniques and right now um, just a, a ton of squats, clamshells, like all of the things that I've been ignoring for the past five years, basically mm-hmm. um, I've been assigned to do um, banded side steps uh, yeah, leg lifts, basically all of the things that make your hip healthy and strong is, is what we're focusing on. So it's been, it's been interesting. It's been a challenge. So, yeah. So are you working on all these exercises and stretches? Every single day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, um, Well, I mean, the exercises aren't like, they don't take a lot of time. Um, But right now I have like, I have six or seven that I do every single day. So, I mean, it's not, it's not really that much time. I'm sure once I'm, I'm in a better place where I can lift more, it'll be more about lifting and actually like, um, I guess fitness in that sense, like strength training, but right now it's just like the rehab. So it's, it's actually pretty quick. Um, and it's been a really good learning experience because, you know, before it was like running was just my thing. And now I'm like, what can I do today? And, and now it's just like, I can walk (laughs) like that's about it. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I mean, most of my time I just spend walking and, and doing those, those, rehab exercises so yeah wow well that yeah that's what I was going to ask is like what have you learned through this injury I mean like a five-year ongoing kind of off and on injuries a long time Mm -hmm. how is your mental health when you can't really run and like um, what have you learned along the way oh my gosh so I have learned that when you, when runners go through injury, it's like, it's almost like going, it's like grieving, right? Um, it's like going through grief, the grief process, you know, you go through a segment of like anger and then denial. And then, you know, eventually you get to acceptance and (laughs) for a while, like, I feel like I've just been going back and forth between anger and denial. Um, and I think now I'm finally really starting to accept that, okay, this is, this is a really big problem and, and we need to actually deal with it the right way. So I'm getting to acceptance. Um, uh, I would say probably the last few months have, 
I've been in, in a bit of a depression where it's like wondering why, why me that kind of like, I don't know, I guess maybe not why me just being, you know, depressed about being hurt. It just sucks. Yeah, um, so, so yeah, I've, I've, I've figured out that whole process and, you know, I'm learning to accept that that's, that's, that's how you heal, you know, grieving is, is, is just the healing process. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm learning to accept that if I can't run, it's going to be okay. Like there are other things I can do. I've learned to stop focusing on times and what everyone else around me is doing and just, you know, focusing on what I can do today. So, I mean, I feel like in a way I've matured a lot as a runner in the past, you know, few months at least, but I don't know. It's just taking it day by day and one step at a time. Yeah. Well, yeah, injuries are so frustrating. And that's part of the reason I want to talk to you is just to hear how you're doing. And I know, you know, other runners struggle with the same thing and, you know, going through bouts of depression when they can't run. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a learning process. I mean, you learn probably more about yourself you know, when you can't run, then, then when you do run, because, you know, you're stuck with your thoughts and you're stuck with, you know, what else am I interested in in life besides running? And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, all the, all the questions we kind of put in the back burner. So, um, what, what sorts of things have you been doing besides walking 13 miles for (laughs) three hours? (laughs) Right. Um, you know, I started biking and, I'm going to be so honest. Like I hate biking. Like I don't like biking. (laughs) I hate how complicated it is. I hate how, how much gear is involved. And like, if, if I get a flat, it like totally like messes up the workout. Like I just love the simplicity of running and I just can't get that with biking. So, I mean, I did a little bit of biking. Um, and then of course, like my bike needed some work and it was like in the shop for two, two and a half weeks. So then it was like, well, I can't do anything else, but walk. Um, so I did, I did do biking for a little bit. Um, and with COVID, like I was going to try and swim as much as I can. And now that (laughs) that's off the table, like a lot of pools here are actually closed. So uh, yeah. So, I mean, really, it's just figuring out how I can move every single day. Yeah. So whether it be like, okay, today I'm going to go walk, you know, this many miles or go hike. I mean, right now I'm just stuck hiking and walking. So, and that's okay. I, I really like that. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to just, yeah. you know, slow down a little bit. Cause as runners, we're just constantly like, going fast like when do we actually like take a moment and actually you know not care about how fast we're moving like we never do so it, it's been interesting it really has but yeah focusing yeah. on on walking and hiking at this point so yeah I mean but you're I, lucky enough to, to still move and to still walk right like it could yeah. be worse yeah yeah that's true it could be much worse so I'm taking yeah, what I'm thankful for what you have Yep. Yep. So are you walking on trails, on roads? Okay. So (laughs) with COVID. Yesterday yesterday was your birthday, by the way. Happy happy 
late birthday. Thank you. And you said you were out walking on some trails yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, with COVID, like our trails have gotten super busy. Like Mm -hmm. we have really awesome trails through our our through Janesville. Um, The Ice Age Trail goes right through, and a lot of people have actually been going there, which you know is great. But at the same time, like I used to go to my trails to avoid people, and now there are people everywhere. So I have been walking in the cemetery. <laughs> um, wow. And I, I love it. Like, have, you know, Mount, uh, is it, I don't even know, Mount Olivet and uh, Oak Hill, they're all together. Um, yeah. And it is yeah. the hilliest cemetery ever. So Oh yeah, yeah. No, I used to run up in Did there. Did you? I used to do hill sprints back up in oh, there. Oh yeah. my gosh! So I walked out there and I did like a eight mile just random walk and like I got so much gain and like and I mean gain here is nothing compared to you know the mountains out in Colorado. But at this point, it's like no one's out there. It's so peaceful. Like I don't have to deal with cars and like no one's gonna stop and talk to me in a cemetery. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Um, So I've been walking in the cemeteries and then going out to Kettle. Um, I did the Blue Loop on a random Friday. I think a few weeks ago it was Um, just, you know, anywhere to, to, I don't know, mix it up because, you know, it's not that fun walking (laughs) my neighborhood all the time. So and then, yeah. Yeah, yesterday we explored Milwaukee. We went out to um, just some trails that I had run previously, like in the winter. So I really wanted to see what they looked like in the summertime. And that was cool. Mm -hmm. We went on the John Dick uh, Memorial 50K course for a little bit. And then we went out to Seven Bridges out in Grant Park. And that was really pretty. Um, They weren't any big hikes, but just random random stops that we hadn't visited before yeah for sure that's cool um yeah i once read a book about um a a woman who was doing some bike touring across the country and she said that one of the cheapest and safest places to to sleep at night was in a cemetery because she would just in there and no one would bother her mm-hmm. you know there's there's no one around and if there is anyone around they don't want to talk to a random person by themselves camping in a cemetery because you know they must be crazy yep. right so <laughs> yeah. that's where she remained safe and saved money and then she said it was the best place to camp every single night she'd just find a cemetery go deep into it and pitch a tent nice I never <laughs> would have thought of that that's a ama- that's a really great idea <laughs> It is yeah, a life hack for yeah. Uh, tourists. Yeah. Um, do you uh, do you stop and like look at the gravestones and and read about people's lives at all, or are you oh. just trying to get some get some gain? Totally, totally. Like I think the first few times that I walked in there, I stopped a lot more. Um, now I kind of have a lot of the the, <laughs> the graves memorized. Um, I have a specific route I do every time. Um, Haley's uh, grandpa's in there, uh, buried there. And uh, I have a few friends, parents that are there too. So, you know, I, I have a little route and I say hi to people. And like, if something catches my eye, yeah, I'll totally stop. And 
I mean, there's a few interesting stories in that cemetery. Um, we had a, a murder in like 2006 and of like an entire family and they are buried there. So I stopped and looked them up and yeah, yeah. I mean, I get curious and, and this stuff always interests me. Like whenever we travel, I, I, <laughs> we stop at cemeteries just to, you know, walk through. Um, so yeah, it's just a weird quirk we have, <laughs> but it's, yeah. There's a lot of history there. There's, you know, a lot to be learned for sure. Yeah. I know a lot of people are and sort like, of into that. There's, go ahead. I'm so surprised at how big this cemetery is. Like, as I was walking, like, it's hilly. So at some points, like, you can look down on the entire cemetery. And, like, usually people are buried, like, with their their spouses. And it's, like, imagining the, you know, all the tombstones being, like, groups of two and just like seeing how many people are there it's just so crazy and mind-boggling to to realize how many people have been buried in this cemetery it's it's yeah it's great I mean I mean it's great to see and and experience and I don't know it's wow it's amazing yeah yeah for sure cool so um just for a little background, you're calling from Janesville, Wisconsin, which is where I'm originally from. And mm-hmm. you are a mom and a photographer and a runner and all sorts of things. So kind of, if you could just kind of like break it down for us and tell us um, kind of who you are and how you got into running. Oh, geez. <laughs> so I got into running. Um, actually, you got me into running. I don't I don't know if I would have ever <laughs> found it <laughs> if it weren't for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I I met you and I was I was finishing up college and the, I met Adam. At, I was donating plasma for extra money because I was a broke college student. And one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, I donate plasma for beer money. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> so I started donating plasma. And like, I just remember seeing you super smiley, like in like you were always in a suit and tie and everyone else was like, you know, in scrubs and whatnot. And uh, you were always talking about like these crazy adventures. And I'm like, what is going on? This guy's talking about running a hundred miles. I didn't think people did that. <laughs> and I think you were training for Ironman back then. And I don't know, it was just, I just wanted to know all about this, this running stuff and these crazy adventures. And I'm like, I got to know this person. <laughs> so eventually I, I stalked you on Facebook and found you. And I don't know, I just, we started running together and you took me to the trails and I don't know. And it just like snowballed. It was crazy. Uh, yeah. It so yeah. that, no, you're that was like snowballed and progressed. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, man. Like you showed me Rockport and like eventually that was just my place. And I would go out and do 20 milers out there just running circles and I don't know, all of my, all of my PRs, like my longest distances, like I, I, I did with you and I don't know, it was just, it's crazy how it happened. (laughs) You didn't just jump right into 20 milers though, did you? No, no, I built up, but it just like, it was a, I want to say it was a slow progression, but honestly, like 
I signed up for my first half. I want to say it was in 2012, maybe, maybe. And by the end of that year, I, I think I ran a 50 K and, uh, a marathon. so yeah, it, I jumped in pretty quick. <laughs> well, I just remember like, I'm trying to remember how it all went down. Like, I don't remember the first time that you and I ran together, but I just remember thinking that you had like really good running form with no training Mm -hmm. and it just looked really natural for like you and your body style. And it just looked like you had a good running gait over pronating or supinating. Um, Mm -hmm. You were kind of right on that 180 uh, footsteps a minute or so and everything really natural. And I just remember telling you like, you know, you should do life, but if you are enjoying this running thing, I think you could be really good at it. And then after that, I remember things progressing really fast. Yeah, it was really quick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. I had so much fun running like in the beginning with you. So, yeah. Well, one run that I do specifically remember though is, um, so yeah, I was helping manage a phlebotomy clinic at the time and you came in donating plasma and that's kind of, yeah, like you said, kind of how I got to know you. But, and then I remember we were, were had been running together a few times and then we had plans to run one night when I got off work. I think it was probably dark even when we started. Mm-hmm. So this is like, eight, nine o'clock at night or something. And at the time it was your longest distance that you'd ever done. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how far on was, I'm guessing probably around eight miles or so. Yeah. And so it was quite a big loop around town. And I remember in where I remember this is we were running down Black Ridge road, which is a good four or five miles away from my house. Mm-hmm. So that's how I know guys run. And for whatever reason, like, I think I'd had a bad day at work or something, and I wasn't in the mood to chit chat. And I was just like, oh, I just want to pound this run out. And so I was a little bit ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, oh, there's no way that she is going to keep up with me because I'm just angry running, you know, and I just want to, I don't know, just get it over with and blow all this steam out of my ears. And I just remember turning around and looking at you way down Black Ridge Road. And I'm like, I can't believe, I mean, she's a little ways back, but I can't believe. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I was mad at you at one point during that run. Like, I feel like we ran up. <laughs> what yeah, road was sure. it? Like, Racine or something? I don't know. And okay. I was like, I was... I think I was pissed that you had ran up ahead in front of me for like so far. And I'm like, I can't even see him and it's dark and I'm a girl and I'm out here by myself. <laughs> but like at the end of it, like I didn't even care because like we've been like, yeah, like we ran. It was, it was good though. But I, I, I specifically think I remember that exact run. <laughs> so that's probably still PTSD from that still traumatized (laughs) it's okay but now running at night is like my favorite thing to do so see I mean you you taught me well um I do remember uh we ran what one year it was like New Year's Eve or something and you wanted to run was it a 50k on New Year's Eve I don't even remember all I know is you had run with one 
uh, run group before and then you were going to meet up with me after work at like 10 p.m. Right. And then we were running um, on I think it was like Peace Trail before it was even finished. And we ran I I think I want to say it was like a half marathon for me and you you were running big miles that day. And like we knew it was it was midnight because they started lighting off fireworks at night. So I'm like, oh, it's midnight and we're just running on this dark ass trail. And yeah, so I remember that (laughs) run the most. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, Man, I miss uh, those days. Just random runs. It was great. Yeah, no kidding. In the middle of the night, in the middle of the woods, no one else around. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, Yeah, we had some good times. Definitely. Definitely. And so you signed up for half marathon, and I'm trying to remember what was your first ultra marathon. My first ultra was Hobo, the Hobo 50k, um, and that was before I even did uh, a full marathon. So like, and I remember oh, yeah. like my Hobo was like four weeks maybe before the marathon that I had actually signed up for. So it was like I'm doing this a little backwards. Um, but yeah, I, I signed up for that one. I think I finished it in like five hours and, you know, I, I did okay. I think I was like second behind Jen Skelly or something, something wow, crazy. Yeah. She like rocked it. I think she finished it in like just over four hours for her first 50 K. I don't know, Wow. but it was, it was okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm starting to remember this now. So yeah. where is that run? Uh, so hold on. Yeah, it's in Rock Cut State Park. Um, yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, we gotcha. used to do the winter trail series out there, and now it's yeah. a little bit different. Now they go to a bunch of different forest preserves when, like, okay. before it was just in Rock Cut. So, yeah, it was out there. Cool. Mm-hmm. So you did a 50K and mm-hmm. then a marathon. Yeah. Which marathon is that? Stonebridge Marathon. And that uh, one's also no longer there. Um, but back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think I signed up because you had told me about it. <laughs> okay. Yep. That was my life. It's like um, a, little, like a little marathon, not many people there, really low key. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty flat, but you know, yeah. most of it's pretty flat. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then I'm trying to remember, was your first 50 mile ice age? No, my first 50 mile was Potawatomi, uh, the trail race um, at McNaughton Park. Um, yep. So many hills. Oh my gosh. But it was, it was just <laughs> a lot of fun. Like I was goofing around the whole time. That's cool. Yeah. That's a brutal one down there. It's yeah. 10 mile loops. So you did five loops. Um, yeah, it's like all of the hills in Illinois are just packed into this little area right there. Park, yeah. Really yeah, but Illinois is historically pretty flat, but that's mm-hmm. a, a lot of elevation gain descent on, on that run. So yeah. And remember, so what was supposed to be my first hundred miler was going to be uh, Potawatomi down there at McNaughton Park, and mm-hmm. I was injured that one and I believe you came with me down to that start and we watched them start and I was just like almost crying because I wanted to be out there so bad but I was just too injured and yeah um you were having was that Achilles issues that time I can't remember that dang Achilles 
Yeah, we camped out in your truck and went bowling, and we're awful bow- bowlers, by the way. <laughs> we both barely like broke a hundred. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> uh, yep, that was fun. Yeah, okay. And then, um, then did you jump right to a hundred k or hundred mile, or, or no. where did it go from there? I th- I ran well. Actually, 2013 was a pretty epic year. Oh wow. Okay, so 2013, I did run John Dick that year in February, and then I did um, Potawatomi, and I think that was April. Um, April, yeah. Yeah, but then I did Dances with Dirt and Devil's Lake up the bluffs Good twice. That is hard, and it was really hot. Uh, man. I was chasing, I was chasing first place the whole time. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, so that was my second 50 miler. And then that September, Where did you place in that, you I was second. Yeah. Yeah. Alicia, wow. Alicia totally <laughs> rocked it and beat me by like an, an hour, I swear. But man, that was like probably the hardest race I've ever done. That was. Wow. So that was. Your second 50 miler? Yeah. Yep. And you got second place. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that had felt all right. Yeah. Well, at Potawatomi, I was, that was my first, that was a first place finish. Um, no kidding. Yeah. Your yep. first 50 mile, you won? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone was really paying attention because, like, you know, I, I finished and, like, I knew I was like either first or second. It's it's hard because it's a loop course and there's so many things, so many people going on. But right. I thought I was first or second, and um, they didn't actually know until like a week later. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, by the way," and then they sent me. They're like, "They're like you won," <laughs> and then they sent me an award for that one. But yeah, so wow. I I was first at Potawatomi, and then I was second at Dances with Dirt. Um, and yeah, so wow. my first hundred was seven, eight, nine, two months later at hallucination. Okay. Yeah. That 2013 that was a good year. And where is hallucination 100 again? That is in Michigan over, um, I want to say, is it, gosh, is it peaking? No, I don't even know. That's. It's hallucination. Uh, let's see. I don't know where that is. It's like Hell Hell Creek Ranch or something like that. I can't remember. Okay. okay. And I remember it's like a big hippie themed place. Oh my gosh! It is so fun. Seriously, it's I like camping. Was... What's that? I always wanted to do that run. It was always kind of on my list, and I never made it out there for it. Yeah, you should do it. It's a big party um, in the yeah. woods. With camping and running all weekend. Oh my goodness. So they have every single race distance, like every single race. So like there's 5k, 10k, 13, you know, half marathon, marathon, 50k, 100k and 100 miler. So it's like you're running all weekend and it's a blast. Like I would love to go back to that race. Um, It was a lot of fun. So your first hundred miler, um, how did it go? Um, 
Like <laughs> what were the highlights? What were the low points? Uh, let's see. Man, hallucination. I it's a night run. So well, obvious. Well, whatever. Okay. So you start at 4 p.m. on Friday night. And then you run through the night first so that you're like fresher at night. And I kind of like this, this um, format because it's so different. Like, so that was really cool to me at the same time. Like, you know, you're up all day, you're trying to get, you know, your, your camp set up. And so that's kind of tricky because you're kind of already starting a little bit tired, but at least you're freshest during the night. So that's, that's kind of nice. Um, for me though, like I had major GI issues for the first two loops and it's, um, Mm. it's a 16, I want to say 16.6 mile loop. So like the first two loops, I, I had to stop in the woods to take a dump so many times. Like it was awful. (laughs) Um, and like, I had never really had, what's that? That's a good way to start a hundred mile, right? Oh, it was, it it was bad. (laughs) Um, but by loop three, it was fine. I was super excited to like bring on like my, my pacers and show them the course. And I really liked the course. Um, and I was just excited to, I don't know, after, after the second loop, I was just excited to run. And, and like, after that, like it just, I was fine. My stomach settled. Um, and I was able to just, you know, keep pushing through, um, so that was kind of nice. Let's see. I want to say, I don't know. It was a good race. It really was. By 80, I was crying, but I mean, it's a hundred miles. That happens, right? <laughs> but crying, happy tears, painful <laughs> tears. I I wanted to be done. Like <laughs> physically, I was mostly fine, but I was just tired. <laughs> um but you know just kept going because you know it was my first hundred I couldn't I couldn't go all the way to Michigan and not finish this race so um yeah I finished I want to say I was under 24 I was like 2315 um wow my yeah you know after so many miles like it kind of hurts to to stop running (laughs) So my last yep. loop was like the second fastest loop out of all of the loops. So, I wow. mean, yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't stop. Like if I stopped moving, everything hurt. So it was like, okay, I'm just going to run through this aid station and just keep going. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, but yeah, the finish line was, what's that? I mean, you, doesn't that feel good when you're, you know, on that last loop and you're, totally destroyed, totally depleted, but you still have those inner energy reserves that you've been hanging on to somehow. And you, you know, it's your second fastest loop of the, the whole thing. When you finish, you just feel all the more high and all the more good about yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really crazy. Like, I don't know how that happens, but yeah, whatever. I, I must've just saved enough to just work through that like that it was it was great and I had such a good crew with me like they really they kept me going um so yeah how did they keep you going what were uh some of the 
So I'm interested in, in the crewing and pacing aspect because um, yeah. that is part of the, the business that we started. And I'm curious, mm-hmm. like, what they did for you that really kept you moving? Was it just their, their energy and their spirit? Or did, did they have any secrets? Or how did that work? Um, I think they were really good at being a distraction. Um, and especially for me, like, as long as I'm distracted with, uh, like from how I'm actually feeling, <laughs> like almost like mm-hmm. being outside of my own body. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I just work better that way, I guess. So like when, when I was really struggling, like we were singing Disney songs, like dorky Disney songs. <laughs> and it was just so random and hilarious. And then awesome. they were constantly like trying to feed me. And I think that was probably the most important part like they would have boiled potatoes like warmed up and salted and ready to go when I came into the main aid station I had pasta and like (laughs) sauce in a bowl like so like they were feeding me like constantly so that was that was amazing um so yeah just just finding ways to distract me from the pain and like (laughs) you know the fact that I'm at mile 80, like, that was great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like being able to, you know, just change my mind around, um, I guess, in a way. So and then my last loop, Jen, she, she kept looking at the like, there was this board saying where people were, it was kind of like, I don't know, you go to those smaller loop races, and they have they have like a board where they're like tracking people. Well, there was one of those there. Mm -hmm. And she kept looking over and then eventually she's like, you know, Jessica, second lady or second lady just left. She's like, I know we can, we can pass her if we move. So she just like, Mm. she was keeping track of where I was in the field the whole time. And like, she just like, was that little whisper in my ear, like, okay, it's, it's right there. (laughs) What are you going to do with it? So, and I think that's the reason that, you know, that I was able to, to pull through for for that one um and run you know my second fastest loop at you know my last loop so that was great that was great and then uh that was jen skelly right yeah jen skelly she's she's a legend yeah she's no slouch herself she is super fast (laughs) yeah so how did you place did you Uh, you win that race too no i was the second female there um Yeah. for your first hundred that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah wow. it was fun i was lucked out i guess i had the right people <laughs> sure yeah yeah wow and you have uh i've been fortunate enough to have you pace me for some of my bigger hundred yeah. milers too you came up oh and paced me at leadville 100 mm-hmm. the first time i did that you paced me at western states 100 um i'm curious um like I have bits and pieces that I remember running with you um those races but I'm curious what you remember you probably remember a lot more and I just like how bad shape was I in from your point of view (laughs) I seriously I'm so lucky that you let me come to these races like gosh I never would have known how awesome like Leadville is and I never would have known how awesome Western is if, if it weren't for, you know, you going there and, you know, letting me come pace you. So like, I, I'm seriously so thankful that, that 
I was able to do that. And, you know, man, so lucky. So thank you. First of all, um, you helped me. (laughs) Leadville. Oh my goodness. I, I remember a few things at Leadville. I remember, I don't know what mile we were at, but like we, I, we, you came in early or something at an aid station in the dark and it was my turn to jump in with you. And I remember sleeping on the ground, like on a rock, like using a rock as a pillow. And like all of a sudden I hear your voice. I'm like, Oh shit, we got to (laughs) go. So I get up and we start, we start running and like, I'm still kind of hazy from like being half asleep and not expecting you for like another hour. And like all of a sudden I'm on this trail and we started going like the wrong way or something. Something wasn't marked well. And I, I think you got mad at me for a minute there. Cause like <laughs> there were no, there were no markers. Like I couldn't find anything. And this other dude was next to us and he just started going the wrong way for a little bit. And then like he yelled back to us and he said, there's no markers down here. So then we just started going the other way. But like, I feel like that kind of got us off to like a really bad start. And I think, was it, I don't, it might've been power, like a power line around that area. Okay. And then like you, you talk about how you like angrily anger run or anger hike. Well, I think you, you started like anger hiking power line and I swear to God you almost dropped me on that climb like I was so (laughs) impressed by how quickly you just like went up that climb it was just insane it was insane I was yeah um so I remember that what's that that was a lot of fun like that whole week leading up to that race was fun because you know you and Marty came out to to pace me and, and to crew me and to get you guys ready and acclimated, we climbed a bunch of 14ers the week before. Um, it was just like one week before, right? Yeah, we yeah. Did, what, four or five 14ers or something. And yeah. like, in a way, I was just trying to acclimate you guys and, and get you guys ready. But then, um, yeah, I mean, you guys had just come out from Wisconsin, uh, you know, not that not that long before so it's not like you can just jump right in and and start climbing these mountains but you guys hung in there like really well yeah yeah you got us out there I mean there were times like so I'm like totally afraid of heights (laughs) but man (laughs) you guys there were times like you got us up that mountain and it like quandary like we did quandary what else did we do uh tories and grays and Albert, Albert, yeah, 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 all like wow. In I swear it was like in three days or four days because we did Grays and Tories on the same day. It was just like we got there and it was just insane mountain climbing. Like, but it was awesome. Like, (laughs) I want to do that for the rest of my life. Just climb mountains and then you know I don't know just eat things I guess. But it was the best (laughs) trip ever. That's cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that was a fun race. Yeah. And then um, I remember you coming out for Western States as well. And I I feel like I was in way worse shape when you were pacing me at Western States. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was like 2013 and it was like the second hottest the race has ever been. Mm-hmm. So it was just scorching, scorching hot during the day. Yeah. And uh, I remember you pacing me at night and like just 
like I was completely just out of it. You were like, um, like dictating every single rock that was coming up and, and like, okay, we have a little hill and watch out for this. And Mm -hmm. because I'm stumbling over myself the whole time. Mm -hmm. I remember pointing at every single rock. I'm like, Oh, big rock, big rock. And honestly, (laughs) like, I remember you would just grunt at me. Like I would tell you things and you just grunt. (laughs) Like, I remember that. Um, but man, Western, I really, I wanted to get on that course so much. Like, oh my gosh, I loved it out there. And I do remember running, like you were still running when I, when I paced you for Western. And I remember it was dark out and we were on this trail like this, I don't know, it was mostly dirt. And in my headlamp, I could see bats just flying around like, every so often like close to our heads and like part of me was like holy shit there are bats flying by my head like I'm trying to keep it cool (laughs) not gonna tell you about this (laughs) but oh man it was like the coolest thing ever oh such a good race yeah wow that's cool yeah and um so what else have you done since your first hundred miler um I, I think you've done a couple hundred milers um what else have you gotten up to so after so after like 2013 um 2013 was like the best year ever and then 2014 is when I started having issues I sprained my ankle like twice in one summer and so you know I just did a lot of 50 milers. Um, I raced Ice Age 50. Um, gosh, 2014 was great because it was when it was still like a golden ticket um, for the 50 miler. And we had like a stacked elite field. Like we're talking like who all was there? I want to say uh, Chris, not Chris, sorry. Casey, Casey Ligtai, she was there and just like an insane amount of elites were like racing for golden tickets. Um, so I did that race and that was like probably my best 50 miler ever. Um, and actually that was my, my fastest 50 miler. I went from like an 11 hour 50 to like an eight, I think it was like eight fifteen for a 50 miler. So it was like a big PR for me. So I was really excited about that. Um, and then you know, just did my first or my second marathon and I qualified for Boston at that. And then I did the fall 50 up in Door County and had a really great race there. Um, so yeah, then I just like, I settled into 50 milers and 50 Ks. Like those became kind of like my, my go-to races. Like, (laughs) is, is it weird that I like racing 50 milers versus anything else? You know, Um, I do too. I mean, that's just kind of, like I can go out and just kind of you know it's still a long ways obviously but you can do it in one day I, mm-hmm. you know obviously you're done before it's dark and it feels like it's a long day of course but you can just kind of go out and bang it out so yeah. I feel like that's kind of my yeah you can get comfortable at 50 miles whereas like I feel like I have to run really like too hard for 50ks and 50 and uh marathons so like 50 milers, it's like, oh, I can actually breathe and, and get into a good rhythm. And uh, God, that sounds so weird to say. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I did, 
the fall 50 the next year in 2015. Um, and since then I've just been really struggling with, uh, with injuries. Um, but 2018, I did tunnel Hill 100. I did that one and I knocked out quite a bit of time on my hundred mile time, but I mean, it's, it's a rail trail. It's all flat. Um, but I went into that race injured again with a hip thing. So, um, actually finishing it was, was a miracle for me <laughs> afterwards. I was on crutches and, uh, but yeah, it's been <laughs> a journey. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. On crutches afterwards. Yeah. That's like yeah. the ultimate trophy, right? <laughs> the crazy thing is like during the race I had no I mean okay I was I was injured going in but like I and I did like probably walk the last like 15 miles but like afterwards I was still walking until like the next day so like so I finished that race I want to say it was like 21 hours um and then you know, I walk, we went, we went to a waffle house and I ate waffles and I was walking and it was fine. And then I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night because it's like the thermostat was insane. And I like could not stand on, on, I couldn't stand on, I couldn't put weight on anything. And so yeah, ended up on crutches, going to the chiropractor right afterwards. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> you've just been kind of battling the injuries off and on since since then. yeah 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 basically and it it's all stemming from my hips um everything that's between I don't know back issues and and hip stuff it's all because my hips are just not not I don't know they're not shaped right I guess I don't pretend to understand mm-hmm. it because I really don't <laughs> just listen to what they right, tell me right. <laughs> wow. Um, when you're running, um, these long distances, do you listen to anything or, um, like, do you have headphones and listen to music or books or anything no, like that? No, nothing. Nothing nope. at all. Huh? I, wow. I really enjoy like being, I guess, present in where I am. So yeah, I honestly, like, I haven't listened to music since, geez, when I first started running. So no nope. music. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Just the birds. Cool. What is one of your most proud moments in all of your running history? Oh my gosh. Um, <sighs> proud moments, man, that's a tough one. I should have thought of this beforehand. Um, <laughs> that's all right. I would probably say my, the tunnel hill race. Like I think in that race, like I was struggling previously like with uh, a lot of depression and and that was just like one of I don't know it was just the best day ever like I went out there not even worried about time or pace and like the entire time I just wanted to run and just do the thing I love the most and like I had no lows that entire day um so yeah, I, I would say just like running Tunnel Hill and, and just being present and just having a good day and like, you know, 21 hours and not feeling crappy is, is pretty amazing. So yeah, I would say that yeah. one. That's a, that's a pretty good day right there. 
Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I'm curious what um, running has taught you about being a mom and how you relate the two or if there's any relation at all. Oh my goodness. This is, a, this is super tricky. Uh, <laughs> well. Because your daughter's like really into gymnastics now and I know you're really supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Between her gymnastics and your running, is there anything that's uh, intertwined there or um yeah what what have you learned along the way about being a mom um I think man this is hard this is it's tricky I guess running has has taught me like there's an ebb and flow right there are gonna be times where things are gonna feel I don't know great and there are gonna be really hard times and I think that, you know, running, it's, yeah, it has taught me that, you know, every day isn't going to be great, right? So there's going to be days where everything's going to feel super hard. And then there's going to be days when they're not going to feel like super hard. That's going to be easy, right? And that's like parenting. You know, there are times where Haley is like, super sweet and you know we're getting along fine and then there's times where we just like we're butting heads and that's that's just the ebb and flow and I guess I didn't realize that you know that's how it goes until like I started having these injuries you know it's just it's just how it is life is (laughs) it's not a straight line and that's it's the same for relationships and and friendships and you know parenting you know so I guess that's that's the similarity there but yeah no it makes sense embrace the highs while they're there and embrace the lows too yep, right exactly exactly how old is Haley now she's oh my god she's 13 it's crazy wow I don't know how that happened wow so have, have, <laughs> you've met Haley right like she was just yeah, like yeah. tiny <laughs> Oh yeah. Last time I saw her, she definitely was, but I see pictures of you guys out like running and hiking together. So, um, yeah, it looks like she's just getting bigger all the time. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy to me. It's so crazy. I don't know how this happens. (laughs) Is she still doing gymnastics? So she's having, she's having a hard time with it. Um, she's a level eight and, you know, it goes to level 10. So she's pretty skilled. Um, and, the skills are getting to be more dangerous. So it's like, if she messes this one up, she's going to land on her face and she hasn't had Mm. hard falls. Like she hasn't, she hasn't really hurt herself in gymnastics. So she's, she's fearful of it and she's having a hard time wanting to stick with it. So um, with COVID, she completely, she, she was, I mean, they didn't have practice for, two months and you know now that they're trying to open things back up you know she doesn't want to go back so I don't know this is this is going to be a change (laughs) so I've been having her run with me you know just to exercise you know and and try and stay fit Um, but I don't know if she's going to go back and that's okay because sometimes we fall out of love with things and you know it's just hard when all of her life has been gymnastics. Like she doesn't remember when she couldn't do a handstand. Like 
you know, she's been in it since she was four. So I don't know. Yeah. I think, well, you know, whatever happens is, is, you know, all right. And, yeah. and meant to happen. I mean, you have broadened her horizons so much just by, you know, getting her involved in gymnastics mm-hmm. and just her seeing, um, I'm sure that that's been a big part of her life and has probably changed her for the better. And, you know, she has a, sort of a different outlook on life I'm sure than a lot of her peers that aren't exposed to that sort of stuff yeah. you know, from from day to day that's so true like her yeah. confidence she's just when I was that age I was not confident in myself at all and like just seeing like the difference between her and I at those ages is just it's amazing so I like I don't regret at all putting her in gymnastics and having her become so involved um it's it's been so good to her like she's yeah she's grown a lot with it yeah yeah cool um let's see what else do i have to ask you do you have any daily uh routine routines or habits or anything you do every day to um I don't know, keep yourself sharp, keep your, your mental state in a good place or um, physically, mentally, do you have anything you do from day to day? Oh my gosh. No, I should, I should. (laughs) (laughs) Um, when I am running a lot, um, I do a lot more, you know, like stretching, like yoga type stretching. Um, I, admittedly don't do it anymore (laughs) because like I, Usually I, I have, I, I feel like I need to do that stuff. Like um, I'll stretch with a strap, like my hamstrings and stuff like that, just to loosen things up. But, you know, being injured, it's so easy to fall off that wagon. Um, but no, I haven't, I haven't, not lately. Yeah. Just doing all your band exercises. Yep, that's and- all I do every day. <laughs> a lot of clamshells, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so many clamshells. That's a good that's a good daily routine. Yeah, yeah. It's a good daily yeah, habit. I try to do those before I go to bed. So <laughs> Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um what else? What else do you do? Um what do you do for work these days? Um right now I, I am working from home. I retouch images for I guess I can give my business or our company a shout out. Um shop up. <laughs> Uh, and it's a high-end fashion. We also have uh, a men's fashion website, but yeah, we just, it's e-commerce. Um, I make models look pretty <laughs> right now. It's, it's uh, mannequins, awesome. but yeah, just retouching. I'm at a okay. computer a lot. So standing desk for the win. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still pretty active with, um, photography? Uh, honestly, not super active with photography. Um, since I, I switched jobs, uh, you know, I do it for fun every once in a while. I'll, I'll go out with my camera, but you know, my focus is, it always has been running and it just doesn't really leave a lot of time for extra, you know, hobbies. So I haven't been doing a lot lately, honestly. Well, listen, I still have this vision of you coming out and doing Leadville someday and me uh, making the favor back up to you and pacing you. Okay. Well, you know, I actually signed up um, or I entered the lottery for this year and I didn't get in, but I guess, thank goodness. (laughs) But yeah, like (laughs) 
I was talking to Annie Weiss about it and she totally talked me into it. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Nice. I'm going to try. Yes. It's, it's not. I don't know why. <laughs> What's that? I, yeah. Just like, I just have this vision. Like, I feel like it's going to happen at some point. You're going to get in and uh, I'm going to come out and I'm going to make you feel some pain. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> I just want to go back to Turquoise Lake and I want to go have burritos at that little, <laughs> I don't even know what it was called, but this restaurant had the best like burritos. They made them vegan for me. It was delicious. And yeah, the entire trip out to Colorado was amazing and I would love to experience it again. So yes, it will happen. I will do Leadville one day. And you're gonna and then you're gonna have to come out ten days early and we're gonna have to climb some fourteen years to get you acclimated. Oh my gosh, just ten days? I'm gonna have to do like <laughs> training training trips out to Colorado it's it's fine it'll be fun it'll be fun yeah on out for a month yeah, yeah. we'll uh we'll get you up and down all kinds of mountains oh, it sounds amazing let's go yeah yep. for sure awesome. how long have you been uh strict vegan now oh gosh oh I want to say I probably 2011 so yeah what is it? Is that like almost 10 years, nine years, eight years, something like that? Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been fun. <laughs> what prompted that? I know that wasn't any influence coming from my end, no. but I remember when you made the switch and, and you were talking about it, what, um, what put that in your head? Um, so I, re I read a book called skinny bitch <laughs> and that like kind of planted the seed um a little bit uh and then I don't know it's just I've never liked meat um I've never liked steak I've never liked dairy like my mother I swear I wouldn't even cut my own meat like she would make pork chops and I would not cut like no mom I'll just eat like a few pieces of yours and like growing up I just I just never liked it. So I don't know. In hindsight, like looking back, like, yeah, it makes sense. I was just never, I just never liked it. Um, and then dairy, mm -hmm. my mom would always like, <laughs> I would eat dry cereal because I hated the taste of milk. So, you know, I just, this one book kind of started the whole transition that was, you know, bound to happen anyways. Um, and then I just felt better. Like I remember going out for a run at Rockport with you after eating like a cheese pizza and I'm like, Oh my God, I just felt like such garbage. And <laughs> I don't know. It just, I just feel better. You know, I, I felt like yeah. I was living my life in a fog beforehand. And then mm. afterwards, after I transitioned and I was like a good two, three weeks in, I was like, just amazed at how sharp, like my brain in general felt like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of bizarre, <laughs> but yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. yeah it's like some people just get that calling, mm -hmm. you know, like meat never felt right to them, never tasted right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, other people, for, you know, all sorts of reasons, um, you know, for, because they feel close to animals mm -hmm. or uh, ethical reasons. Yeah, no, I was just curious. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that any one reason, like, calls to me more. Like, it's all of it. Like, ethically, I feel like it's, you know, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> uh, and, like, 
factory farming is just so bad for our environment and like you know all of it i just i just yeah i'll i'll just not eat it I'll, i won't consume and and it's fine <laughs> so yeah i get it especially now that the coronavirus thing is has happened it's like just one more win for the vegans right because <laughs> yes um, <laughs> yes there's just more and more crap ending up in our meat nowadays, especially from factory farming. So yeah. it's like it almost more sense now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's actually kind of gross when you think of it. Good like, ugh. no, I know I get it. <laughs> um, I don't eat very often and I've experimented mm-hmm. with that sort of diet and style off and on. Mm-hmm. And, and I've just kind of settled down, you know, like, I think it that I, me personally, I am just better and I feel better when I have a little bit of meat, yeah. especially like fish in my diet regularly. Yeah. But as far as red meat, I just eat it very rarely. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's just my choice for now, but not necessarily forever. I'm, yeah. I'm always open to experimenting to new ways and, and making myself feel better. Yeah. So you never know what the future. Yeah. I think a lot of times, like, it's easy to forget that, you know, when you do just eat a plant-based diet, like you almost have to eat so much more. And I think a lot of people don't remember that or don't realize that. Like, it's like, you know, with meat and dairy, like the calories are just so much higher. That's like, you almost have to eat so much more. So I don't know, but yeah. Have you read any other books that have been uh, as influential as uh, Skinny Bitch was for you? <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see, man. I So when I was commuting to Madison for work, it was like 40, 40 minutes each way. So I was going through books, like one book, one audio book a week. Um, let's mm-hmm. see, probably the most influential one. I don't know. I'm a big fan of Scott Jurek, so I really enjoyed his books. Um, he, he has, what does he have? North was actually, I've really loved North and I loved, I loved reading about his, uh, FKT on the AT, AT, almost said AT. Yep. Um, so yeah, that one super influential in the past like year or so. I don't know. Of course, you know, born to run like that one was super inf- influential in, in my ultra running and, you know, just, just, yeah, I can't even explain it, <laughs> but yeah, I loved that one. Yeah. There... For sure. Mm-hmm. Trying to think if I had any other ones. I think those two were probably North and, and Born to Run. I really like adventures. Like racing is fun and, you know, exciting and, and I don't know, the whole process of training for a race is great, but it doesn't beat like, you know, going out on random adventures. Like I really love that part of, of running and ultras and just, just the adventure of it. Mm-hmm. Just getting on and experiencing mm-hmm. you know, the rawness of, of nature and your emotions mm-hmm. and um, just feeling like you're out there surviving almost like you're an animal. Yep. Exactly. And I think that's why I loved camping the week before Leadville so much because it was like, we didn't have any real plans. We're just like, oh, well, we should probably eat something now. Let's go hike this mountain, 
eat something else <laughs> and then go to sleep at some point, you know, just so unscripted. And it, yeah, I just love the spontaneity of it. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully there's a, a lot more in your future. I hope that yeah. um, you're able to heal up and come back from this and uh, end up faster than ever. I hope so too. I hope so too. Thank you. And you know, not that, not that speed matters, you know, it's just, just the fact that, um, you know, hopefully you're able to get out there yeah. and, and still do the thing that you love so much, because I, I know it's uh, a big part of your life mm -hmm. and probably feels like a big part of your life you're missing right now. But, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, this is, you know, it's probably not easy to hear, but this is probably happening for some sort of reason. You know, there's gotta be some sort of a silver lining, yeah. right. Yeah. Whether it's getting your daughter or having more time for other aspects of your life to, to sort of balance life out. Yeah. Um, there's, there's gotta be some sort of reason or some sort of silver lining. Uh, yeah. I truly think that like, this has been really important for me to slow down and actually like appreciate just moving, just movement. Like it doesn't matter really how fast I'm moving or even how far I'm going, depending on like the day, like, as long as I'm getting out there and I don't know, just sweating, like I miss sweating. Is that weird? Like I miss, <laughs> I miss the exhaustion of running, but at the same time, like I know that like I need to slow down and I need to just step back a little bit. And it, this has definitely taught me to do that. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> good to hear. It seems like you know, as as hard as it is to be injured, it sounds like you're in a pretty good headspace about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, like as fun as running is, um, a lot of runners, myself included, kind of use it as, as a means to escape. Mm -hmm. Like you're so involved in training from, from day to day, from week to week, the weekends, you're always going out and banging out long runs. And then the race comes and it's a, like a big celebration of, of all the training coming together. And then, you feel so good about completing the race and you celebrate afterwards. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's so fun and it's such a positive aspect to life, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that, but I kinda... it sounds like you're uh, <laughs> regardless. In the yeah, no, I, like I said, like the whole grief process, like I feel like I am working through that. <laughs> like I went from the anger and the, you know, um, just not accepting it. And I'm to a point where I'm accepting it. And like, I think I'll, I'm going to grow from it quite a bit. Um, and so, yeah, definitely. And honestly, like with the whole racing, um, training for a race and like, you know, going and doing it and then like now it's done and there, I swear to you, there's like a post-race, like, or a, yeah, a post-race depression. I swear. Like I have gone through oh, it yeah. after every single ultra where it's like, you know, I almost go into a depression because like, okay, well now what do I do? It's like, now what? Mm -hmm. So yeah, like mm -hmm. that's another, <laughs> another thing. And I feel like this has been a very long process in that. Like, I don't know. So totally i yeah, get you i get it 100 <laughs> yeah yep it's like um yeah it's like now what do i do now who am mm -hmm. i now what do i do with my life there's i'm i don't have a race on the calendar yeah. like what else do i like mm -hmm. <laughs> what are my other hobbies 
Yeah. Do I have any other hobbies? <laughs> just about running. Yeah. Does that even make sense? No. So yeah, I get totally. it. I mean, my hobbies are sleeping on the couch with my cat at this point, but, <laughs> and I'm sure, honestly, like a lot of people are probably struggling with this too and how races have been canceled. I mean, part of me, like right now, like I'm glad I'm injured when all these races are canceled, but like, I can't imagine like planning for years, like a year of, of races to have them all just, you know, not happen. Like it's so hard yeah so hopefully this is a time of growth for a lot of people and I don't know yeah 100 percent yeah well listen it was great talking to you I I appreciate you sitting down and chatting with me and um yeah like I said I I have this vision I know what's going to happen sometime you're going to come out for Leadville and yes and we're going to have a blast at some point it's going to happen so it's not over it's not yeah it's definitely (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what you're doing to me right now? This is not fair. <laughs> uh, well, I have been a bad influence uh, for you since the beginning, it sounds it like. It never so. ends, Adam. Never ends. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure yeah. all along the way. Yeah. Great talking to you today. And, yeah. Uh, I love you like a sister, and <laughs> it sounds like things are working great. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for you to get better and to get back out there. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to see you again. Well, thank you cool. for chatting. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Absolutely. It's been fun. Um, I think that's it. You have anything nope. else? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Can we find you online? What's that? Can we find you anywhere online? Uh, JessicaGarcia.com or anything? No. <laughs> I do have a blog <laughs> that I haven't updated in forever. Um, it's go run with me.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram at go run with me. You just see a lot of cats awesome. and a few running pictures. So that's great. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, great talking to you. I really appreciate it. Okay. And uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Take care. Take care. Of yourself. Okay. Yes. Bye. <laughs>